Hello and welcome to Life Beyond the Numbers, the podcast for people who are curious about how to have a more fulfilling work life. We live in a world largely driven by numbers, logic and reason. But how we feel at work and about our work impacts us, our organisations and society. There is a relationship between the numbers of our organisations and the life beyond the numbers. I'm Susan Michrielon, your host. I've lived and worked in many countries. I've met people who love what they do and people who don't. People who bring their full selves to work and people who won't. But one thing that I've learned that is common to us all is that we are all unique and have unique experiences. And it's helpful to know that there are others who think like we do, or have had struggles too, or have gone where we want to go, or can show us things we didn't know. So join me and my guests as we place a lens on the human side of work life by sharing insights, stories and strategies to inspire you to let your uniqueness shine. Hello and welcome to episode 114 of Life Beyond the Numbers. And this episode is going out on Christmas Eve of 2022. It's the end of another year and the song that kept coming into my head as I was preparing for this episode was What's Another Year? And that, what's another year, was the winner of the Eurovision Song Contest way back in 1980. And it was sung by Johnny Logan. And it's not a song that comes to mind often, but for some reason it just kept popping in in the last couple of days. And that, along with a wonderful prompt from... Caitlin Cockerton, episode 112, Caitlin sent out a Christmas email to her subscribers and she had some prompts for a reflection for 2022. And the first question she asked was, how did you feel about this year as a whole? And if you were to title this past year as a chapter in your story, what would it be? And so I've put together some thoughts around, well, what was this year? And I have a chapter title in mind, but let's see if it changes throughout this episode. Why reflect? Like, what is it about reflecting that that is useful or helpful? Or is it? And Earlier this week, on Monday actually, I interviewed a former colleague of mine and this interview will go out in the first weekend in January. And we talked a lot about reflection and looking back and and seeing who you were at one point in time and how your thinking had changed or if you knew then what you know now kind of thing. And it's going to be a great episode when it goes out. But it also got me doing a lot of reflecting and thinking. 
And I don't know if you're someone that sits down and does some reflection on things, and you might well be, but I looked back over a bunch of journals and different writings that I've done and some of the podcast episodes that have gone out and just thought about the year as a whole and how did I feel about this year. And I did it without any numbers. I've left the metrics alone. I can certainly do some metrics for the year on my business, but actually for me as a person, how did I feel about this year as a whole? And like any year and anyone's life, I think there are ups and downs, highs and lows. And actually, the year started for me with an absolute bang. On Jan 2nd, I found out that my dad had been diagnosed with cancer. And that was a huge shock to the system, just like that, right at the beginning of a new year. And I remember my siblings and I all just kind of reeling a little bit from the shock. Because obviously this is part of life, isn't it? Death is part of life. Shocks like that are part of life. And it's funny how everything can change in an instant. And where you're going through on that particular day, time just stops when you get a bit of a shock, doesn't it? And everything changes direction. And also the impact it has on you, because the next day, I remember still going to CrossFit at half six the next morning. My heart wasn't in it, quite literally. We were doing weightlifting and I couldn't lift any weight at all, Harley. There was just no strength in my body. And every time I stopped, my mind was going to what was going on in my life. And it was an absolute, I suppose, reinforcement for me that how we feel absolutely impacts how we show up in the world on a day-to-day basis. And luckily, Dad has had treatment and is doing really, really well. And so facing into the end of this year, it's almost a distant memory. And everyone goes through stuff all the time, don't we? And we never really know what's going on for someone else. And it's important to acknowledge that when somebody is off form or not themselves, that not to take it personally, because it probably most likely has nothing to do with you at all. So that was the beginning of the year and it was a low point of the year and then we finish on a high point again. And the other thing that was quite extreme when it comes to a high and a low, I think, is the weather. And I've been the hottest I've ever been in a house in this part of the world in this year and just last week, the coldest I've ever been in a house in this part of the world. So we have a thermometer downstairs and the highest temperature that was recorded, that I saw on that thermometer was in July and it was 30.3 degrees 
Oh, there's a number. Oh no, I didn't get very far without numbers. But 30.3 degrees inside the house. And the lowest was on our return from a trip to Cornwall last week. 3.8 degrees. 3.8 degrees. We went outside to warm up and to try and stay warm and we cooked food and you know we did everything to bring the temperature of the house up. But by the time we were going to bed, I was starting to actually shake. It was so cold and I was really struggling to stay warm. And all I could think about was the people that were sleeping outdoors. I mean, we really have nothing to complain about. and we were able to get warm and we were indoors and we were safe in our own home. But this time of the year, it's so tough for people, especially with gas prices in this country this year and maybe in other parts of the world also. Heating is important for us to stay warm and to actually have to choose between whether you eat or use the heat just in, just is outrageous to me. So the other thing I do is I every year, I not every year, I started doing this a couple of years ago and it's a bit of fun, but to, to think about the year month by month and just force myself to come up with one word to capture the essence of that month. So if I look back, I can go, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's exactly what happened. And I do that by just pulling up my diary and this is an electronic diary, an outlook diary and having a look at what was going on at that time and then giving it a word. And I did that first, and it's funny then how actually, when I started to do some proper reflection and writing, I suppose the themes emerged. So just to get what I'm talking about, these are the months and the words I've given to them. So January, presence. February, courses. March, C. April, synchronicity. May, holidays. June, people. July, COVID. August, solo. September, writing. October, travels. November, intense. December, explore. And I'm not going to go through every month, but what I did think I would do, and this was absolutely inspired by one of the highlights of my year which was a trip to the island of Butte off the coast of Scotland where I spent Monday to Friday with a group of incredible people. We were all there united around I guess a common theme but from very different walks of life and Pete was on there a couple of weeks ago and we talked we talked about joy and humor and laughter and stuff pete was one of the other people i met up there and the whole thing was organized by gib bullock and gib was on the podcast quite some time ago as well i'll leave a link in the show notes a shout out to any of the butte people if you're listening now because it was one of the highlights of the year for me and we were from I think there was like 15 of us. We were from 12 different countries or something. So it was quite incredible. And I remember somebody saying, well, are we culturally confused? And actually, no, we were internationally fused. 
there was a meeting of the minds that was very, very special. And what Gibb has created at Craig Beeroch is a place to go for deceleration. What is deceleration? Deceleration is a way of experiencing time in a slowed down manner. And you know when you go on holidays and the days just seem longer. Well, maybe your holidays don't feel like that, but mine often do. But not in a boring way, but just in like, wow, because you're just moving at that slower pace and there's no technology maybe, or you're just wandering around to the beach and to eat and everything. It's just this beautiful slowing down. We can decelerate in three ways, I learned. In an embodied way, by moving and walking. And that is why a lot of people walk the Camino and like that, because they're looking to slow down. And I can say I was one of those people when I did it. The second way is technologically, by a sense of control. So actually, we don't really need to wipe out all technology. We just need to feel that we can maybe put our phone down for five hours and not be bothered, turn off all notifications, not be checking emails. So it's more of a control, but also to have face-to-face -face interaction because that's just better for us, I guess. And then the third way is episodic. So fewer daily activities and fewer choices. And I guess that's back to the holidays again. You just get up, eat, go to the beach, go for your walk, go to the shop, whatever it might be, go skiing. And, and that's it. There aren't many choices to make. And that lowers the cognitive load on the brain. But most of us are unable to create this sense of deceleration in our daily lives. And I don't know, have you ever thought about decelerating? Is it something you're interested in doing? And how would you decelerate? How would you incorporate those three things into your daily life? The concept of Craig Bierock and deceleration is around four central themes. And those themes are nature, artistry, community and inner. And I thought, well, can I put what I did during the year in my reflection into these areas? And actually, yes, I think so. Let's start with artistry. And artistry is really self-expression. And this year was massively about self-expression for me and finding different ways of finding my voice. What do I sound like when I sound like me? And maybe it's not even finding, uncovering and aligning my voice. And as you'll know, I did my first, oh, there's another number, solo podcast episode earlier this year, and I've continued to do them now. I'm also in the early days of writing a book, and they're all parts of self-expression. Also, 
something that I never thought I would do is write poetry. Now, I haven't written a lot, but I can see how the words start to come out like that. And maybe that's a sense of clarity in my own thinking as well. And I'm trying to be more succinct with what I say. And sometimes by writing short verses or little things, then I can do that. And I suppose it's also about thinking about what other people are saying, whether that's on a podcast or in writing. And I really like what the School of Life say in their book, How to Think More Effectively. They say, we're used to imagining that it's the ideas explicitly stated in a book that will enrich us. But we may not need the full thoughts of another person to come to a better sense of what we ourselves believe. So reach for a notebook in which we drop down, not the thoughts that we've read, but the thought that it prompted inside us, which might be quite different and more significant. By not saying what we quite wished here, the author brings us into new found contact with that which we actually believe. And as we read, we should become interested not only in what the author said, but as importantly, in what we might think. And I think the same goes for podcasts. Because I find myself, I don't know about you, but I find that I often pause a podcast when I'm listening to write down the thought that comes into my head, which may be completely different from what the guest and the interviewer or solo host are discussing. But it sparks something and following that thought is often really, really insightful. So yes, reading does it. And I do this with my reading. I keep a notebook beside me and I make some notes about what I read, but then also what do I think about it? But I found it slows down my reading process and I am a big reader and I like to read. So I'm trying to play around with that one a little bit more. But for me, I think I do it more listening because there's something about not being engaged visually that allows maybe my brain to work. I don't know. I'd really like to look into this a little bit more. Is it listening or reading that provokes more thought and more insights or yeah, I don't know. Any ideas? I'd love to hear what you think because you're listening here obviously to this and yeah, what do you think? So that was self-expression and the interesting thing for me is I was trying to think, well, where do all of these items overlap? Self-expression, nature, community and inner. And if you could get all of those four into one thing, like wow, if I go to community, because everything is always about people, isn't it? And there are so many people that came into my life this year like that I just feel so privileged to have had the opportunity to speak to them, to meet them, to spend time with them. And a bunch of them were up in Butte, as I said. Also, so many podcast guests that I met for the first time and have enriched my life. There's my wonderful friend and colleague, Helen Joy, who, 
like with a name like Joy, <laughs> every time I speak to her, it is a joy. And we, we really do keep each other going through highs and lows during the year. And Alison Jones, the wonderful Alison Jones. I actually got to meet her in December, which was fantastic. I've been involved somehow in Alison's community for the last couple of years. And she launched her latest book, Exploratory Writing, Everyday Magic for Work and Life, I think, something like that. I'll put a link in the show notes. And she had a book launch in December and yeah it was just amazing just to be in her presence and meet some other people there and then the other person who's come into my life who's just like opened up so much for me and I think again part of community is Rob Lawrence and Rob if you're listening this episode is definitely for you I reached out to Rob very early on this year to help me with some self-expression and Really, it was to get some help with this podcast and where was it going and what was I thinking about it and so on. And Rob has just brought so much more into my life. And actually, I got to meet him in person this week and we walked and talked out in nature. So I think I had the element of all four there, nature, self-expression, inner deep work, because we do a lot of that together and community. And Rob always talks about, and I think this is such an interesting way to think about podcasting. Rob talks about how, if you think about it, you're listening now. I don't know where you are in the world. You could be anywhere in the world listening to this. And other people are listening in other parts of the world too. So we're all part of this conversation across time and space because actually we might not even be all listening at the same time. And I suppose there's something timeless about it then as well, isn't there? It's like this conversation can be listened to any time and what you get from it might be the same as somebody else, but might not be. And yeah, I'm also curious about that. I'd love to hear from you if you're up to dropping me a line do pause (laughs) right now and let me know where in the world you're listening and what you've taken from this episode or another episode what's your favorite I'd always love to hear from you and you can find me pretty much anywhere these days and then nature well I suppose nature is a great inspiration for life in general and we can get inspiration from so many things in nature it's just looking at the moon and oh we saw the most incredible moon in Sicily this year a shade I think I've never seen before in my life it was like this dusky orange shade and it was I mean I didn't even think it was the moon at first that's how unusual looking it was it was incredible And I'm always obsessed with sunsets and sunrises. I have so many photos in my phone. But the sea, and anyone listening to this will always know that the sea is a big draw for me. And the sea, it's interesting, I got to the sea quite a lot this year, which I'm really, really happy about. And I was going back over some of the notes I made and the writing I did, and I came across this little passage I wrote And I thought it was a 
a good way to actually sum up the year almost. So here we go. As I walked today, I thought a little bit about this. I took the coastal path from where I'm staying and it took way longer than I was expecting. I actually didn't make it because I took a wrong turn or the path wasn't clear. I'm not even sure actually. I turned back. I didn't give up, but I made a call on getting back rather than a relentless, perhaps, pursuit. There were lots of ups and downs and literally my phone thinks I've done 65 flights of stairs today. There were some crossroads and it wasn't always clear which way. And at times the path narrowed and became prickly and other times you had to watch your step. I almost missed two signs at the beginning. I was looking for them, but they weren't what I was expecting. And so I almost missed them. I didn't bring any water or supplies. I needed a wee. I met very few people and very, very few alone like me. It was exhilarating at times. It was a bit tedious. I loved the great wide open the sense of nature in outdoors, the sense of direction, yet the uncertainty. It wasn't about the destination. It was about the journey. And isn't that it? It's often just about the journey. I got to the sea in so many places this year and twice in my hometown of Dingle, I was in the sea in March. And again in as late as October, which is just fantastic. And we were in Cornwall last week. I did not go into the sea. <laughs> the sea was fine, actually, but the air temperature was so cold that, and yeah, <laughs> I didn't go into the sea. What else about nature? Well, just getting out and walking. And like I say, the metaphors that we can use from nature. And nature's just so inspiring. I had COVID, like I said earlier in the year, and I really was unable to get out much. I struggled outside. I also had kind of anxiety that came up when I was outside which is really really unusual for me not something I experience much and yeah Covid hit me in different ways I mean like probably like most people we have our own version of it and but for a couple of weeks I was pretty much deprived of my I wouldn't that sounds too much doesn't it but I didn't experience going outside and getting that inspiration like I do and there's nothing like a good walk we kind of know it instinctively don't we you know I need to go out and clear my head or I'm just going to go outside and and we just feel better the inner side of things well I mean I think if you've been listening to the podcast episodes, the solo episodes along the way, you've definitely heard about a lot of the inner side of things. But maybe one of the things that I don't talk about very often is perhaps a propensity or a pattern to overwork. And it's something I've really been trying to get under the skin of. I think I did talk about the worker 
version of me earlier on this year but it's still a pattern that I am doing my best to tackle and I looked back at November and what I'd written was I disappeared into work and I did I overcommitted I overworked I diluted myself I was delivering somebody else's dreams and not my own and it's interesting what it did this time I think because I really really thought about it well what's going on here and the question that helped me the most here actually was what am I saying yes to that I should be saying no to and I've worked with some amazing clients this year I really have I'm very privileged I've been facilitating around the world from from my desk not actually leaving the country but met some amazing people around the world and I've coached some incredible clients and everything but at times I just don't get the balance right for myself and and November was one of those months and to be fair it was kind of mid-October to early December and somebody, well, somebody, Rob, said to me, Susan, what would it be like to just do what you want from December 8th to January 8th? And that's exactly what I'm doing. And already I feel lighter and I'm exploring. And that is really what this month is about for me as I've got a book writing deadline, a very first one, so early stuff, but important stuff. And I need to dig it out. I need to get it down on paper. And to do that, I need space to explore. And it was interesting because Rob and I talked about, well, what is it like to explore? Like, what does exploration mean to you? And what a fascinating question. So what does exploration mean to you? How do you explore your thoughts, your actions? What do you explore? I think I've gone around each of those areas, the inner, the artistry, the nature and the community. And what is another year? What would I call the chapter of my book, I guess? What would it be? And the title I've given it, this chapter of my story, is Starting Close In. And this goes back to the wonderful David White, who has been such an inspiration. I cannot believe I've never even heard of him before this year. And this year he just, I think, really helped me through a lot. I haven't met him in person or anything like that, but I've read a lot of his works. I've listened to his poetry. I've attended some of his Sunday sessions and things like that. And he just speaks to me and he's made a big difference. And I guess he's one of those people that I start to write down. Okay, well, what does this mean to me? I take his thoughts or his thought process and I turn it into a spark to help me reach my own insights. I, I often think of this, we've got to evolve or we just continue to revolve. So evolve or revolve. And what I mean by that is if we don't go in 
and do that deeper work and help ourselves to become better versions of ourselves, the people we want to be in future, then we continue to go around in circles. And to do that, you have to start close in. And of course, like you probably, this is something that goes on all the time throughout our lives. But this year, I feel like I did a lot of starting close in. I feel like I've tackled a lot of things that were subconsciously holding me back or keeping me quiet or challenging me in ways. And look, this is going to go on forever, isn't it? I'm always going to be bumping into myself. But as as Star Wars, I mean, this is probably the only time you're going to get me to do any Star Wars reference. And this again is down to you, Rob. Thank you very much. I can't get this out of my head. There's this clip from, I guess it was the original Star Wars movie. I don't know. That's how bad I am with Star Wars. But there's a clip of Luke Skywalker about to go into a cave, into the darkness. And he says to Yoda, what will I find in there? Because he's obviously a bit nervous about going in there. And Yoda says to him, only what you take with you. And that's it, isn't it? It's like everything, my reality is what's in me. And every time I try to figure out, well, what next? I'm the one that has to to face that and to unpick it and unravel it and repurpose it or reframe it or revitalize it like these re-words they're really good by the way and yeah so to progress we have to evolve I suppose that's that saying isn't it what got you here won't get you there and I think that's it so that is for me the power of reflection because actually I wrote down the things I wanted to do early in 2022 and most of them I have done and I find that really really interesting as well and even in my journal in, in December the I don't keep a journal every day but I was reading back over what I'd written in December and at the end of each entry I had put action from this and written it down and actually I've done them and I haven't even done them consciously and that is even more fascinating so it's like my brain connected with the page went right that's what you want to do okay let's get that done and that is phenomenal also such a fantastic way actually to explore your writing I think two books I would highly highly recommend for that is Alison's Jones Exploratory Writing, like I've said, which is just out and is full of such wonderful ways to think about writing. And writing isn't just about writing. That's the thing, like you can draw, you can like do Venn diagrams, you can do anything, timelines, all of these things, but just stop to get things out of your head and onto a page so you can examine your thoughts and gain clarity. And the other book I would really highly recommend, and I've talked about this several times before, is Heart, Sass and Soul by Greta Solomon. I think that is a wonderful book full of prompts. But look, you can go anywhere and get writing prompts. And, you know, yeah, but prompts are really helpful. And I think that's the other thing is set a timer. Like, don't sit there for hours and actually just bleh. 
verbal diarrhea, as I call it, but actually it's it's handwriting diarrhea. It's like <laughs> that's an awful phrase. Oh my god. Three Ps. This is what I think you need. Three Ps. You need a pen, a piece of paper, or it could be a pencil, a piece of paper, and a prompt. And then you also need a timer. Set a timer for five or six minutes. Take the prompt and just write. Just write what comes into your head. Could just be gibberish. It doesn't really matter. But at least it's out of your head and it's clearing space for more stuff to come up. And finally, I thought about, well, how do I say goodbye to this year? I want to just thank all of you who are listening. And I just like, I love when people let me know what you've been listening to and what you've enjoyed. So please do reach out. It's just brilliant to hear from people and takeaways that people have. And I guess the thing to take away, which is kind of top to tail the year a bit as well. And this is the wonderful Kerry Cullen, who I met earlier this year. Kerry, you're a superstar. Talked about connecting with heart and in a way that made more sense to me than ever before and yeah of course other people have talked about it but Kerry and I spent time really talking about connecting with heart and then at the end of this year the lovely Louise Harrison who I met through one of the coaches rising courses we were doing a neuroscience of coaching course and we were doing a practice session together and yeah the thing that came up for me with Louise was follow your heart And every time I meet Louise now, she says, how are you getting on following your heart? So I do think there's been more heart connection this year. And speaking from the heart. And speaking from the heart, it's, yeah, I put some preparation into this. But when I turn on the microphone, I like to do these in one go without stopping just to see what emerges also. And sure, I took a few things from notes, but I hope you get that heartfelt sense when you listen to this too. That's my aim here is that this is a heartfelt conversation. And Seth Golden is a person that I would like to thank. Again, not somebody I've met, but having participated in the creatives workshop this year has just been fantastic and I've seen the difference in showing up on a daily basis into that course and what that has done and Seth says that art is the unique work of a human being work that touches another and I know that this work touches others because you've let me know and that is everything to me so thank you so much for being part of this journey with me and I can't wait to see what 2023 brings for all of us and as I said if you would like to drop me a note and maybe tell me what your favourite episode was during this year or what's a takeaway from listening to the podcast that would be fantastic and if not well that's fine too keep on listening next week we'll be back with a compilation episode it's a fifth Saturday in 
December, so there'll be a compilation episode. And we will resume in January with the conversations. Until then, wishing you, if you're listening at the end of the year, I'm wishing you all, you and yours, the very, very best through the festive season and into 2023. Sloan Gafol. Sloan Gafol is goodbye for now. Until we meet again. What's another year? Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the paths we traversed on today's episode. If something rang through for you, be sure to let me know. Or maybe you can share this with someone in your life who would benefit from listening too. And if you enjoy helping others, I'd be so grateful if you would leave a review so that people who might also be curious about their own life beyond the numbers can discover this podcast too.